Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. I'm not going to give you a scripture to start off with this morning. Uh, we talked Wednesday night about our thought life and how some of us really need to change the way that we think. See, if you're not happy with certain areas in your life and you want change in your life, it's going to start right here in your thought realm. It's going to start with your thoughts by changing the way you think. We know that Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I'm going to say that a little bit differently this morning. Uh, you know, punctuation is important. And the Bible in the original text had no punctuation marks. It didn't have paragraphs. It didn't have chapters and verses. And the translators put certain things in there and even added words to help us understand things better. But I'd like to say it this way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, it's, it's just different when you say it and, and change the punctuation because uh, the word hearing is in plurality in the Greek language, so it's, it's more than one hearing. So it's saying faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Hearing what, Lord? The word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we discovered Wednesday that fear, fear comes by thinking. Faith comes by hearing. Fear, which is the opposite of faith, comes by thinking. When we think wrong thoughts, when we think about failure, when we think about what could happen, what should have been, could have been, would have been, it brings us into fear, and fear negates our faith. You can't be in faith and fear at the same time. And so we have to be careful how we think. You know, it, it amazes me how people can meditate on fearful thoughts but have a, a problem meditating on the Word of God. If faith comes by hearing, then how do we overcome fear? By hearing the Word more. Hearing more Word than we are the, the thoughts that are coming into our head that are trying to put us into fear because that's one of the primary weapons the devil uses is fear. Because yes. he knows you can't have faith if you're in fear. And he knows that your faith won't work if you're not walking in love. So he's going to attack your love life. He's going to attack your thought life. And he's going to try to put fear into your heart so that you can't operate in faith. But we're too smart for that. What overcomes fear? Faith. How do we get faith? By hearing and hearing and hearing the word. A while back I preached that message on having heard. We live and walk by faith. You can't live and walk by having heard something. You've got to live and walk by what you're hearing on a constant and continuous basis. And that should be the word of God. Hear more word, increase your faith. Overcome your fear. Let me show you a few examples of how Jesus 
emphasized the importance of faith in his ministry. In Matthew chapter 9, there were two blind men that came to him. If you read it carefully, you'll see that there were two blind men. And the first thing Jesus said to them was, do you believe that I'm able to heal you? And they said, yes, Lord, we do. Then Jesus touched their eyes. What if they would have said, no, Lord, we're having a hard time with that healing stuff. We don't know if it's true or not. We don't know if you heal today or you, or you don't heal today. He would have never touched their eyes. But they said, yes, Lord, we do. And then Jesus touched their eyes and said, and this is the title of my message, Brother Joe, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. And then in Luke chapter 7, Jesus is at a luncheon at some Pharisee's house when a woman, a sinner, came and bowed before him. She washed his feet with her tears and dried his feet with her hair, and then she anointed him with some very expensive oil. And he looked at the woman and he said, woman, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And then in another place, Jesus said to a centurion soldier who was asked him, who asked him to heal his servant. And Jesus said, I'll come heal him. And the centurion says, no, Lord, I ain't even worthy for you to come into my house. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Now here's a heathen, a centurion, somebody that's not born again, doesn't speak in tongues, and he had more faith than, than most people that go to church today. He understood the authority that Jesus had in the spirit realm. He's a centurion soldier, and, and what's so great about that is soldier understands authority. He knows if the general speaks something, the soldier's got to do it. Yes. And he understood that authority not only in the physical realm where he was in the army, but he understood it in Jesus' realm, the spiritual realm. He said, if I tell my soldier to do something, he does it. Yes. And he knew that if Jesus spoke in the spirit, that that had to come to pass as well. Amen. He understood authority. And so Jesus says, Go your way, and as you have believed, so be it unto you. Yes. And the Bible says his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And then another time, Jesus healed the leopard and told him, Arise, go your way. He says, Your faith has made you whole. Yes. To the Syrophoenician woman who was following Jesus and begging him, to deliver his her daughter. Her daughter was vexed with the spirit. She says, cast the devil out of my daughter. And, and Jesus said, it's not me for me to give cast bread to the to the dogs. That's right. In other words, she didn't have a covenant right. Just the Jewish people had a covenant right to healing. And he was letting her know, you don't have a right to healing. You don't even have any business asking for it. And, he, and, and she says, but Lord, she said, all those things are true. I'm a dog because I live like a dog. And my daughter has a spirit because of something I brought in the house. I understand all of that. But even the children, get, even the dogs get to eat crumbs from the children's table. Yes. I don't need the whole loaf, Lord. 
I don't even need a slice. I just need a few crumbs. Amen. She understood the power and the anointing of Jesus. Yes. And Jesus said, oh woman, great is your faith. Yes. Be it unto you, even as you will, or even as you desire. Another heathen that had more faith than even his disciples. And Jesus called her, he said, great is your faith. Yes. And those were the only two people he told that to, the centurion and the, the Syrophoenician woman. You'd think at least the, one of his disciples would have got those accolades, but they didn't. And then on one occasion, Jesus' disciples asked him, increase our faith, Lord. And Jesus told them, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this sycamine tree, and I'm sure he pointed at one, be plucked up by the root and be planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Yes. If you had faith, you could say. See, Jesus never said to anyone, according to my faith be it unto you. He never said, my faith has made you whole. He never said, if I say to this mountain, it will move. And when the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith, he made it very clear that it wasn't his responsibility. Their faith wasn't his responsibility. Their faith was their responsibility. And they had a way to increase it. They had a way to improve it. Just keep listening to my words. Just keep hearing the word and your faith will come. Yes. He always put the responsibility of faith on the believer. That's right. And so many times we expect Jesus to do something for us. After all, it's much easier if Jesus does it. I don't have to do it then. It's much, much easier if Jesus believes for me or if Jesus uses his faith to heal me or deliver me or prospering, or save my children. It's much easier if he does it, and, and I don't have to do anything. Yes. But maybe Jesus wants us to use our faith to get something done. He's concerned about faith because the Bible says when he returns, the first thing he's going to look for is faith. Yes. He says, will I find faith in the earth? He didn't say, will I find faithful believers? Will I find anointed evangelists? Will I find big TV ministries? He said, will I find faith? And up till then, he was only finding it in the heathen. And, and so many times we say, you know, this problem is too big for me. I can't handle it. I just don't have big enough faith for this. But you know what? It's not a matter of how big your faith is. Jesus said if your faith was just the size of a mustard seed, yes. you could move a mountain with it. So I'm sure it's you got enough faith to move that thing that's harassing you, yes. that problem you have. Yes. And besides, you can always increase your faith if you don't think you have enough. How? Here. By hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Fear comes by thinking and thinking and thinking. Yes. The more word, the more faith. The less thinking, the less fear. 
I mean, if you really believe the word, you don't have to think about fear. There's not an alternative. You either believe the word or you don't. And if you believe the word one minute and then you're in fear the next minute, you're wavering. Yes. And Jesus said, that man shall not receive anything of me. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. You know, we declared at the beginning of this year that it was going to be a year of health, wealth, and increase. Yes. Increase in what? What do you need? But we have to understand it's not going to come automatically. That's right. God is going to require faith of thee. It's going to take faith and a new way of thinking to walk in that kind of anointing. To walk in health, it's going to take faith. To walk in wealth and prosperity, it's going to take faith. And I'm not talking about some kind of magic wand that Jesus weighs and makes you uh, rich. I'm talking about having more than enough. Yes. Having more than you need and plenty left over to help somebody that doesn't have enough. Amen. That's being rich. You don't have to be a Bill Gates or the guy that owns Tesla. You're richer than you think. Because I'm telling you, for what God has given us and what you have, billionaire, billionaires will spend everything they have to get what you have. Amen. There's more to it than just having a bunch of money. Yes. Jesus says so many times, if you can believe, according to your faith, go your way as you have believed. So we need to start thinking faith-filled words. You know, words are like containers, somebody once said. I think it was uh, Lynette Hagen. She said, faith, our words are like containers. You, you can fill them with faith or you can fill them with fear. Yes. So why don't we just fill them with faith? and speak faith-filled words instead of words that are full of doubt and unbelief and fear. See, that's why I said, we say that the mind is a filter. And when people start speaking faith or, or fear-filled words and doubt and unbelief, we need to filter that and say, uh-uh, that don't line up with the word of God. Right. Yes. And we get bad reports. And although the report might be true, it is not the truth. Yes. So if the doctor tells you that based on the tests that I've taken and the exam and the symptoms you're uh, uh, portraying or experiencing, you have such and such. All right? That's a fact. Yes. That's a truth. But I know the truth. Amen. And the truth is that no matter what the doctors say I have, or no matter what I feel like, it's by his stripes that I am healed. Amen. Yes. That is the truth. Yes. That's not a truth. That is not a fact. That is the truth and the fact. Yes. Yes. So, whose report should you believe? That's right. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is going to be the best year yet. You need to tell yourself that. This yes. is going to be the best year yet. Yes. I'm expecting doors to open. I'm expecting opportunities to present themselves. I'm, I'm expecting job opportunities and promotions and raises 
and I'm expecting new things to happen. I'm expecting those things that were impossible in the past to suddenly become possible. Yes. Yes. That's just as easy to speak as saying, oh, uh, nothing ever good happens to me. Uh, I'm always short. I, I, I never make enough money. And I'm always sick and I'm always this. No, shut up. Stop speaking like that. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. Start speaking positive. You know, as your pastors, Pastor and I have been praying and believing that God is going to open doors for you that have been closed for years. Doors that you gave up on. And I believe we're going to see breakthroughs like we've never seen before. Uh, we're going to see job opportunities open up and promotions and raises and favor. And we're going to see relationships healed that seem to be impossible before. But we have to be prepared for them when they come. Yes. We need to be expecting them when they come. And it's, it's God's job to open the doors and present us with the opportunities, but it's our job to be prepared and ready to step through those doors in faith while they're open. Amen. They don't stay open forever. No, sir. And there's no worse feeling than to know that you missed the door of opportunity and it's closed. Yes. Nothing makes you feel worse than that. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, Jesus said to the church of Philadelphia, I know that works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Yes. You know what? I'm telling you, you may have been going through hell in a handbasket uh, with gasoline shorts on or gasoline pajamas on or whatever, but I'm telling you, when God opens the door, no man can shut that door. Amen. I don't care what it is or what, how long you've been waiting for it. Uh, once God opens it, no man's going to shut it. But on the other hand, if you don't step through it in faith when you should, and God shuts it, no man's going to open it. Amen. That's the word. We've got to be ready for an open door. And Jesus was talking about opening doors only to those who kept his word and didn't deny his name. Ooh. Is he talking about you? I'm going to give that a second to soak in. See, Matthew 7, 8, Jesus said, For everyone that asks, receives. Yes. And he that seeks, Fine. finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be Open. opened. Yes. What's he talking about? Doors. What do you knock on? Doors. Yes. And then in Revelation 3, 20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him yes. and will sup with him yes. and he with me. Yes. See, once you've opened the door to Jesus, he will open doors for you. Yes, yes. amen. That's the main door you have to open. Hallelujah. And you say, what if I don't see an open door? What should they do, Brother Darrell? Stand in the hallway and praise him until you do. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't whine and complain and cry and say, woe is me. Just stand in the hallway and praise him until you see a door open. Yes. And it may be way down the, high, the, the hallway or the highway. And what do you do? You run to that door in faith and you step through it while it's open. Yes. There's two main reasons, probably more, but there's two main, main reasons why you wouldn't have an open door before you. Number one, 
You haven't knocked on any. And number two, God knows you won't step through it when he opens it. So why open it? You know, every one of us should be believing for a door of opportunity to open. We should be believing God for something. Yeah. I mean, after all, he calls us believers. Amen. So what, you know, a dog barks, a duck quacks, what does a believer do? Believe. He believes. Yes. So you need to knock on a few doors sometimes. And then show God that you're willing to step through it in faith before it shuts. Come on, don't shout me down because I started preaching good. Amen. You know, our life may not be where it needs to be right now, but God has given us a key that can open any door. Yes. And that key is called faith. Yes. And God is only going to open the doors to those that are believing and expecting them to be open. I mean, after all, that's one of the attributes of faith is expectation. Yes. If you're in faith, you're expecting something. Amen. 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 Always. I, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say it, but I order things from Amazon. Sometimes just because it's convenient. Other times it's just because that's the only place I could find it. But I use Amazon. Sometimes I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but... I know it's a left-wing company. I know it supports wrong causes and stuff like that, but sometimes I just can't help myself. Now, I do try to order American-made stuff if they have and if, they, if I can find it. And even if it costs more, I, I order American. But sometimes you just kind of get that stuff that came from China. You know what I mean? But anyway, when I order from Amazon, I expect that package to be at my door when they say it will be there. They'll say, prime delivery. You'll see your package on Thursday. Well, guess what? On Thursday, I'm looking for that package. That's, my God, why do I have more faith in Amazon than I do God sometimes? God gives you a promise and you're not expecting it to come to pass. God said, if you tithe, I'll rebuke the devourer. You tithe, but you're not expecting the devourer to be rebuked, and so he's eating your stuff. Oh. He said, sow a seed, and, you know, with an offering, plant a seed, and you sow a seed. You, you, you give above and beyond your tithe, you sow a seed, but you're not expecting a harvest. Come on. You just tip God through in the bucket, and you're not expecting nothing in return. That's not faith. Hold God to his promises. Yes, yes. God said, prove me now here. Yes, with. that's the word. What does that mean? That means try me out. See if I don't fulfill my promises. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take faith. Uh-huh. But anyway, if those doors haven't opened by now, then you're going to have to change the things you were doing and do something different. Because what you've been doing ain't been working. You know, Einstein said doing the same old things and expecting different results is crazy. It's insanity. Yes. You can't continue to do the same things and expect different results. That's right. If you do the same things, you're going to get the same results. That's right. Now, that ain't all bad if you've been getting what you want. 
keep doing what you've been doing. As long as it makes you content and happy, keep doing it. But if you're not happy with what you've been getting, change something. Yes. I know there's areas in our lives that haven't been working as well as they could be or should be. Then maybe we have to recognize the truth of that statement and change the way that we've been doing things. But we have to realize that all change begins with a thought. Everything begins with a thought. Yes. And I know people say, well, I just did that, you know, helter skelter, by happenstance. I never even thought about it. Next thing I know, I was doing it. No, you thought about it. That's right. Even if it was for a split millisecond, you thought about it before yes. you did it. That's right. You just didn't have enough restraint and, restraint and discipline. That's why you did it anyway. Someone else once said, and this is author unknown. He said, if you always think what you've always thought, you will always do what you've always done. If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Yes. If you always get what you've always got, you will always think what you've always thought. Yes. And that's the problem. It's a vicious circle. It just keeps going round and around. And some people have been going round and around like that Yes. For years. Yes. And they don't really want to want to, but they keep thinking and doing things the same old way yes. and expecting different results. And the only way to break that cycle is by renewing your mind. Paul said, do not conform to this world, Romans 12, too, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think some Christians thought he said by removing your mind because they lost it. Thinking different thoughts will produce new actions and new actions will produce new results. It's as simple as that. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he will be. It all starts with our thoughts. If you're not believing for and expecting health, wealth, and increase, then you're not going to walk in it. You have to believe and expect something to happen. And if you're not expecting anything in particular, then that's exactly what you're going to get. Nothing in particular. The prophet, was it Habakkuk? Or Haggai? He said, write the vision and make it plain. Yes. Write the vision and make it plain because you have to give your faith a target. You have to give your faith something to shoot for. Yes. yes. Otherwise, it doesn't know what to go for. That's right. Jesus said, whosoever, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart his believer but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Yes. And I believe Jesus specified a specific mountain because he was trying to tell his disciples that their faith needs a target, and that's it. Your mountain is your target. Yes. Whether it's lack, whether it's yes. sickness and disease, yes. whether it's whatever. Give your faith a target. Yes. You know, sometimes we pray in generalities, 
And that's good because you're praying. And God answers prayers in generality sometimes. But then there's other times you need to be very specific in what you want. Yes. And God wants you to ask for it. Yes. Even though he knows what you need before you ask, he wants you to ask. Yes, he does. So what are you asking for? What are you believing for? What are you expecting? I can tell you one thing for sure. If you keep thinking the way you've been thinking and doing things the way you've been doing, then you're going to get the same results you've always gotten. In other words, if you want different results, you're going to have to change the way you've been thinking and the way you've been doing things. Yes. It all starts with a thought. If I want to move this thing right here, this podium, I'll think about it for a while. <laughs> and then eventually move it. After I thought about it a while, and I thought what it's going to do to my back and my hip and my knee. And then I'd call Will up here to move it. But I think about it. We think more than we think we do. You know, Pastor and I have really been believing God. And we believe that God spoke to us and told us that this is going to be a year of health, wealth, and increase. Not only for us, but we shared it with you. We prophesied that for the whole church. Yes. And we also believe that you guys are ready for some change. Yes. I think everybody in here is ready for change yes. of some kind. Yes. But God is telling us, first of all, to increase our faith, to start believing and expecting doors of opportunity to open for us. Ms. Shannon, I know a door you want to open. Yes. We all have a door we'd like to open. Yes. But most of us haven't knocked on it yet. And then when we knock, we didn't expect it to open. Mm. And so it didn't open. Mm. We haven't prayed for it to open. We haven't believed for it to open and we haven't been expecting it to open. And you know, we're, we're doing our best to walk it out. Pastor Ed and I have had a pretty challenging two years. And I know it's not over yet. But we know that God already gave us the victory. Yes, it did. We know enough to know that we are walking yes. from victory, not towards victory. And we're doing our best to walk in that victory. Yes. We're doing our best to walk it out. And yes. God is sustaining us. And we put yes. questions before God. And yes. we're believing for the answers. But yes. we also recognize that none of the blessings that we get or the promises that are fulfilled come without challenges. That's right. There's always a challenge. And sometimes these challenges or trials or tests, whatever you want to call them, last longer than you'd like for them to last. And the devil's trying his best to wear you down. Just waiting for you. Just make that bad confession and say, I've been, I've been believing long enough. This stuff just don't work. And he'll say, amen. And you'll have the power of agreement, but it'll be with the devil. There's times when we feel like saying something negative, but we don't. We just bite our tongue. And we try to preach a balanced gospel in this church, and we try to stay away from the extremes that are on each side of the road. Brother, Brother Hayden said, always stay in the middle of the road with your preaching. Yes. He said, there's a ditch on both sides of the road. He said, stay out of the ditches. That's right. 
Don't say it's all God and healing and no doctors. And don't say it's all doctors and God don't heal today. He said, get in the middle. Yes. Say the doctors help and God still heals. Amen. Stay in the middle of the yes. road. Stay out of the ditches. Stay out of the extremes. And we've always tried to do that in this church. I never forgot when he said that. But we've come to realize that faith doesn't necessarily always keep you out of the fire. But we also learned that faith will always get you through the fire. Yes, always. So when you're going through the fire, don't complain. That's right. Just believe and trust God that there'll be a fourth man show up in the fire and get you through it. He will. He'll show up there. Yes. He's faithful. Maybe not when you think as quick as you think, but he'll show up just in time. Yes. And get you through it. And we're not the only ones noticed that in our lives. I'm sure some of you have noticed that already, that sometimes you go through the fire. And there's nothing wrong with you because you do. We still have physical challenges, challenges in our health, financial challenges, emotional challenges, relationship challenges, family challenges. We're challenged every day with something. And God never told us that we wouldn't have problems. He never told us we wouldn't be challenged. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in the world we're going to have tribulation. But then he said, be a good cheer, yes. for I have overcome the world. Amen. And as long as we're on this earth, we're going to have tribulation. We're going to have challenges. I never found any place in the Bible where Jesus ever told us that our faith would keep us from having tribulation in this world. I never found a place where Jesus said our faith will keep us from getting sick. Our faith will keep us from getting into financial difficulties. No place did I see that. And I know a lot of my co-preachers in this denomination would, would disagree with me. But I got proof. Number one, I just read it. Jesus said we'll have tribulation. But then he told us to cheer up because he's overcome the world and all the tribulation that's in us or in the world but we have to be in him because he's in us yes. and then we overcome through him yes. you step out of jesus which you do quite often i do it myself from time to time and you won't overcome the tribulations in this world right. it's only in him through him and with him that yes. you overcome tribulations yes. It's our faith in him that's going to get us through the tribulations. Here's another proof. Jesus was in a boat, but what happened? The storm still came. Jesus, the epitome of faith, the son of God is in the boat, and the storm still came. How come Jesus didn't prevent the storm from coming? Because in this world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Yes. And then they wake him up and Jesus rebuked the storm and then he rebuked them. You remember that? Yes. But peace, he said, he commanded peace to come and it came. And then he turned to the, the disciples and he said, where is your faith? And he wasn't saying that because the storm came. He was saying that because the disciples let the storm rage. 
He wasn't saying that because you got into the fire. He was saying it because you were staying in the fire. He gave us a way out. Amen? Y'all still out there? Are you going on? Yes. See, faith might not stop the storms of life, but they'll get you through them. Faith will get you through them. Yes. Faith doesn't always stop sickness, but faith will get you healed. Yes. See, if Jesus didn't ever expect us to have a sickness, he would have never been our healer. He wouldn't have needed to be a healer. If Jesus never expected you to get yourself in trouble, he would have never been the deliverer. Come on. But he knew we were going to get sick. He knew we were going to get in jams and traffic in wrong areas and we would need healing and deliverance. He knew it. And he provided it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, faith doesn't always stop these things, but it will always get you through them. Yes. You know, because of all the crazy stuff that's going on in this world, I talked a little bit about it last week, if you remember. And especially in our country, we've come to the place where we're going to have to increase our faith more than we've ever increased it before. Yes. The yes. faith of yesterday isn't going to get you through right. the troubles of tomorrow. Amen. For sure. Expectation is the main attribute of faith. But it all has to do with what we believe and how we believe it. If you're in faith, you're expecting. If you're not expecting something, you need to check your faith. The more confident our faith is, the more confident our expectation will be. Yeah. I'm confident when I order something from Amazon, it's going to be here when they said it, it is. There's only a couple times that they disappointed me. But you know what? God never disappointed me. Amen. God never failed me. Amen. Amazon will fail you, man will fail you, yes. but God will never fail you. The doors of opportunity are definitely going to open for us this year like never before. I really believe that, yes. but I also be believe we better be ready to step through them in faith. Our faith better be where it needs to be. Amen. You know, Keith Moore always said that if you're not, if you're getting ready, you're not ready. That's right. If you're almost ready, you're not ready. You have to be ready, not getting ready, not almost ready, not thinking about getting ready. You got to be ready when the door opens or you're going to miss it. I know we teach a lot about faith in this church, but it's, it's so important that we can never teach too much about it. I just showed you how much Jesus emphasized faith. And, and again, we're supposed to walk by faith and live by faith. We're supposed to live a life of faith. Everything we do is supposed to be in faith. Our words are supposed to be full of faith. Our thoughts should be full of faith. Faith is important. And you know what? It doesn't matter what we see or what we feel or what we think should happen. It's all about what we believe in God and the word of God and what we expect to happen. That's what's going to change our life. Remember the two blind men Jesus healed? Yes. They were really putting a demand on the Lord because yes. as he's going through down the street, they're screaming, yes. Jesus, Master, hear us, heal us. Here we are, listen to us. Yes. They were putting a demand on him and all their hollering, all their crying, all their asking for mercy, have mercy on us. 
didn't phase Jesus. They wanted the Lord to do something for them. There's no doubt about it, but I want you to know something here. Jesus didn't stop at first. He just kept right on walking. And these two men had a great need. And they were crying for mercy. And what I want you to notice is God is not moved by needs. Come on. I know it sounds mean. <laughs> but if he were, then everyone would be saved because everybody needs to be saved. Yeah. And everyone would. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nope. I didn't have Queen here to tell me. Go on, Pastor. <laughs> but needs don't cause Jesus to take notice crying doesn't cause That's Jesus right. to take notice fasting doesn't cause Jesus to take notice there's only one thing that will turn Jesus in a crowd Come and on. that's faith yes. the cry of faith yes. the sound of faith yes. in Mark chapter 5 there was a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years mm -hmm. can you imagine that mm -hmm. 12 years Leviticus uh, chapter 17 tells us the life of the flesh is in the blood. Yeah. If the blood drains out, the life drains out. Every drop of blood that was draining out of her was life draining out of her. I don't know how she sustained herself. I, she must eat a lot of liver and took a lot of vitamins, but she kept replenishing just enough blood to keep her alive, but she was always weak and she was always sick. 12 years, been to every physician, every Witch doctor, everything she could think of, spent all the money she had to try to get well, and the Bible says she just got worse. But then one day she heard about Jesus. And she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment because she said, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall yes, be made whole. Yes. I think she was a Jew. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was Jewish. She had a right to heal. She had a covenant right to healing. And, but she had enough faith to know that if she touched the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. Yes. And so in her weakness and frailty, she's making her way through the crowd. And they said it was a press. In other words, it was pressing in from every side. I don't know if she was crawling. I don't know if she was rolling. I don't know if she was walking, but she made it through that crowd and got to Jesus. And she reached out and touched his, the hem of his garment. And the Bible says she felt power go into her. And she knew at that very moment she was healed. And Jesus spun around in that crowd. He stopped dead in his tracks, spun around and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, I'm going to paraphrase, are you kidding me right now? Everybody's touching you. The crowd is thronging you. They're scratching at you and pawing at you and pulling on your clothes. What do you mean who touched you? And Jesus just ignored him and he said, who touched my clothes? And the woman bowed her head in humility and came and said, it was me. So, you know, Jesus, he don't pay his disciples no mind when it comes to faith because they were so carnal. But when that woman touched him, he stopped dead in his tracks and spun around to see who touched him because she touched him with the hand of faith. If she felt power go into her, 
Jesus felt power go out of him. He had the anointing and she drew it out of him without him even expecting it. He didn't stop in the crowd and say, I'm waiting on this woman. She's going to be coming. I got a word now. She's going to be coming with an issue of blood and touch. No, he's going through the crowd. He's trying to get to Jairus' house to heal his daughter, who incidentally died, and he had to raise her from the dead. But he, he just felt that touch. All those people touching him. Who touched me? Did Jesus rebuke her? No. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. He said, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. Damn. The Amplified Classic said that he said to her, Daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me springing from faith in God yes. has restored you to health. Go in into peace and be continually healed and free from your distressing bodily disease. Yes. That's, I don't know if you realize it or not, but that's a wonderful promise yes. that she can stay continually healed from that disease. Yes. In other words, if she can stay continually healed, or there's a possibility of her being continually healed, there's a possibility of her losing that healing. Yes. And the prophet Nahum said, I believe in 1-9, that this affliction should not rise upon you a second time. So there's a possibility it can rise on you a second time. And that's what me and Pastor Rep been praying for me, that this affliction I had can't rise upon me a second time. Right. And Jesus said I can go and into go in and into peace and be continually healed from yes. this distressing, and it was distressing yes. bodily disease. Yes. I've got a word from God. I'm standing on it. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. In other words, if you continue to have faith in God, you will stay healed and free from that distressing bodily disease. Yes. When Jesus prayed for Simon Peter, he prayed that above everything else, that his faith would not fail him. In other words, Peter, everything can fail you, but don't let your faith fail. That's right. I'm, they're going to try, they're going to sift you like wheat, yeah. Peter, but be of good cheer. I pray for you that your faith fail you not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was the most important thing for Jesus to tell him. Yes. And we live in a messed up world with messed up crazy people in it. And uh, But you know what? God gave us the key, and that key is faith. Yes. John said, 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. 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 We got the key to victory yes. over every messed up thing that's in the world. Yes. And if we're going to overcome the things that have been overcoming us, then it's our faith that's going to do it. Amen. Yes. And do you see why our faith is so important? It's our faith that's going to produce the promises of God in our life. And according to your faith, so be it unto you. Yes. Everything in life is according to our faith. Yes. And, and it's not done according to our abilities. It's not done according to our job, our paycheck, our education. It's not even done according to what the economy is doing. As messed up as the economy is, it, it shouldn't affect us. Why? Because we have the promises of God and we have the key of faith. Yes. And we live in an unshakable kingdom. This kingdom uh, called the uh, 
the USA and called uh, Europe and Great Britain and Russia and all those kingdoms will all be shaken, but we live in an unshakable kingdom. It can't be shaken. It can't be affected by the economy. It can't be affected by gas prices and grocery prices. And what happens to us in life is according to our faith. Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. Yes. Even the thing that you're going through, yes. it's possible if you believe. If our faith stays at the same level it's always been, then no matter how many opportunities God brings our way, nothing will change. It's our faith that grabs hold of these promises and these opportunities. And if it wasn't people touching Jesus that turned him around in the crowd. It was the one who touched him with faith that turned him around in the crowd. And we can blame who or what or whatever circumstances we want to for the way things are going in our life. But the bottom line is that it's our responsibility. We are where we're at according to our faith. Because yes. you, can, you can believe yourself out of anything. Yes. And you can believe yourself into anything if you have the faith. What do you believe God can do for you? God can do anything for you. But let me ask you this. What do you believe that God is going to do for you? There's a difference. Because I can believe God can do anything. But I struggle with believing that he'll do it for me. And we've got to get rid of that attitude. And it's going to start right up here. Yes. God can and will. He is willing and able to heal you, to prosper you, yes. to protect you, yes. to love you, yes. to deliver you. He's willing and able. Yes. Yes. More than able. So I'm asking you what you believe God can do for you. And the devil's going to do everything he can to get you to waver in your faith. But no matter what he does, it does not change the fact that Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to him who believes. Yes. So, you know, what happens to you after today is going to be according to what you can believe God for. Amen. Not for what you can do, but what you can believe God for because he can do anything. Yes. It's going to be according to what you believe God can do for you. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Romans 8 talks about trials and tribulations and persecutions and the such. And in verse 31, he says, what shall we say? What shall we then say to these things? And Paul's answer was, if God be for you, who could be against you? What things? The things that have been holding you back, the things that you've been challenged with, the things that you've been struggling with, the yeah. things that have stayed in your way. And I don't care what it is. If God is for you, and he is, then you have a partner that cannot fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. And then he said in verse 37, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Not just conquerors, but more than conquerors. You know why you're more than a conqueror? Because you didn't have to fight the battle. He did. Yes. Amen. You didn't have to win the victory. He did. Yes. See, a prize fighter's wife is more than a conqueror. He's a conqueror, but she's more than a conqueror because she got the prize money and he fought for it. Amen. That's how it is with Jesus. Yes. It doesn't matter what we're facing right now. 
I know it can change. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. I know it can change. It doesn't matter how big it is. I know it can change. It doesn't matter how long it's been going on. I know it can change. Yes. But it's going to be your faith that changes it. Hallelujah. And faith is like everything else in life. If you want to get good at it, then you have to practice it. Yes. You have to exercise your faith. Now, faith comes only one way. That's by hearing. But it gets stronger another way, and that's by exercising it, yes. walking in it, using it. Yes. You know, you believe God for a dollar, and that dollar comes into your possession, you're like, praise the Lord. I'm going to believe him for 10. Why? Because your faith just got stronger. Yes. I'm going to believe him for 100, 1,000, 10,000, a million. Why? Because your faith is just growing and growing and getting stronger. You can believe God for better things, bigger things. Yes. But if those doors haven't opened before now, then guess what? You're going to have to change some things. Now, remember, doing things the same old way, expecting different results is what? Crazy. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you always think <laughs> what you've been thinking, you're going to continue getting what you've been uh, doing. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to close this thing here, but start thinking faith-filled thoughts because faith-filled thoughts produce faith-filled words and faith-filled words direct your life and produce faith-filled actions yes. Yes. Amen? amen and you gotta believe you gotta be expecting this to be the best year yet you gotta be expecting this uh, year that doors are gonna open like never before opportunities are gonna present themselves and God's favor is going to go before you. Me, me and Pastor Ed pray every morning, and, and we pray for traveling mercies because we're always going somewhere doing something. And, and one of the things we pray is that God goes before us, and everywhere we go is met with his favor. And he's Jehovah Jireh, which means in the Hebrew that he's the God that sees the need in advance and provides it. So we pray that Jehovah Jireh goes before us. Yes. And before we get to the place where we need protection, we need provision, yes. we need whatever, yes. it's already going to be there because God has already been there. Amen. I just had that uh, full body scan and we haven't got the results. And most people will be sweating it, but you know what? I'm not. Pastor Red's still waiting for her results. She's not sweating it either. You know why? Because we know Jehovah Driver went before us and met the need before we got there. Yes. And that test isn't for us anyway. It's for the doctors. And, and I already know God healed me. She already knows God healed her. But for some reason, we got to prove it to the doctors. So that test is for them. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, I know I ran at the mouth today, but Lord, I'm trying to get through to these people that they need to start doing things differently, thinking differently, yes, raising you, the level of their faith because you're going to require more and more faith. There was a time when you just winked at our ignorance and said, oh, look at them. They're trying, but we're coming to the place now. Well, we're going to have to have some proof of our faith. Yes, we're going to have to prove our faith. It's more than just saying we love you. We're going to have to prove it. It's more than just saying that we believe you. We're going to have to prove it. And God, I thank you for every trial and every fire you sent us through because it just caused our faith to get stronger and stronger. 
And Lord, we come to the place now, no matter how hot the flames are or how long we've been in the fire, we know we're coming through. We know that we're going through, Lord. Hallelujah. And we're never alone because you said that there'll be a fourth man in the fire and he's always there with us, Lord. So we thank you and praise you, God, for every challenge that comes our way because all it is is an opportunity for us to exercise our faith and bring glory to you. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Lord, for every one that's in here today. God, that you touch each and every one. God, that you encourage them and help them to raise the level of their faith by giving them more revelation as they read the word, God, and bring faith to them. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And we know, God, faith grows and gets stronger by exercise, exercise, exercise. And we thank you for all the opportunities you've given us to hear it. And we thank you for the opportunities you give us to exercise it. So, God, we just thank you and praise you for your goodness and mercy and grace and how much you love us. And we thank you, Lord, that no matter what the the trial is, the tribulation is, it's already been overcome. All we got to do is walk in Jesus because he's walking in us. We thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I pray over this entire congregation. I know there's some in here need a touch this morning. I know Queenie needed a touch. We pray for him. Yes. And God, I know there's people in here need a touch this morning. Yes. And I'm going to ask you to just reach up with the hand of faith and take what you need from God. He's presenting it to us right now. Reach up with the hand of faith and receive whatever it is that you need, whether it's in your body, it's in your mind, it's in your emotions, it's in your finances, whatever it is, it's available to you. Just reach up and take it with the hand of faith and then expect it, expect it to come to pass. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.